I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Phone Box Podcast with me, Emma Conway. How the devil are you? We are back with a very festive, <laughs> your face is so serious, <laughs> a very festive Christmas edition with my sister, yeah. It's a very serious subject. Christmas or Christmas number ones. Christmas number ones, baby. Baby. So we are the premise. The premise of this is never. It's never done. It's never been done before anywhere. I don't think. Probably. Maybe. We're gonna go through. Claire, I told Claire not to do any research, and we're gonna go through the 1990s Christmas number one and just chat about them. So you might want to pause it now and go and check the 10 90s Christmas number ones so you know oh, what's coming. Or have it as a little Christmas surprise. Have it as a, as a surprise, like an advent calendar, but it's us running down. I know what they are because I've got them in front of me. We're going to talk about them. We're going to discuss them. I've just said to my sister, there's some belters, but there's some, what would be the opposite of a belter? I want to say bumhole, but that is not right. Uh, Belters and bangers, but bangers is also bel- belters and flops. Yeah. Flip and flop. Oh, that doesn't sound very good, does it? Belters and bumholes. Let's just do that. There's some belters, there's some bumholes, and it's up to the public to decide. But first of all, I need to know, what's your favourite Christmas number one? Well, actually, no, not, what, not, not just Christmas song in general. Favourite Christmas well, song in general. Obviously, Clyde and Wizards. Top tier. Joint first. But also, yeah. I don't understand Whamageddon. The first year that Whamageddon started, I did it. Yeah. If people don't know, it's where you're not allowed to listen to Wham for the whole of December. You've got to try and avoid Wham. Why would you do that to yourself? You can only listen to last Christmas for one month of the year. Why would you not want to? Also, I think it's physically impossible. I think by mid-November, I'd already heard it. First year, I avoided it, I avoided it, I avoided it. Got to the 23rd of December and I thought, why am I punishing myself? I want to listen to that. And I just put it on and I sang and I had a lovely time. 
Do you know what, Claire? I don't think it's what George would have wanted. What George would have wanted? It's certainly not what Andrew wants because he wants all the royalties. Not what I not what I want. No, I, I feel like I need to get Andrew Ridgely on the podcast and ask him. So that's the aim. Guys, I'm manifesting. <laughs> Andrew Ridgely on the podcast. Get him to sing last Christmas, December 1st. Get everyone out and then everyone can just enjoy themselves. Just get on with our lives. Uh, that's manifesting Christmas 2024. Andrew Ridgely on the podcast and we'll have this exact it's not what George would have wanted. What is your least? If it comes on, you're like, I am turning that off. Driving home for Christmas. I knew you were going to say that's terrible. Hate it. But I think it's because it reminds me of when I worked in a shop as a teenager. And when you work in a shop, Christmas songs start in October, finish about mid-February. And if I listen to Driving Home for Christmas, it just reminds me of being very sad being paid £1.88 an hour <laughs> in Chelmsleywood, just thinking, this is not what life should be like. And also, you know, that is that pretender song, she's gone. Claire, it's Claire gone. that was on the tip of my tongue because that is a, he's gone. <laughs> when those two songs came on, I was just like, take me out of here. Not the world, <laughs> that was... I want to get off. I worked in Wallace and that Pretender song was the only Christmas. It just seemed to be that song on repeat. It's very far. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's very far. Doesn't space be outside. I think I'd turn the Pretenders off. I was t- discussing this with Ethan because we every day we drive to school, we have Heart Christmas on and we pick, say, is this a top song? Is this a bottom song? Is this a middle song? And for me... There's nothing I would turn off, but there's things I would turn up. And I want to introduce you to some new Christmas bangers. Oh. I really like, it's not new, it's about six years old, Ariana Grande. Yeah, it's a good one. That is a good one. The video's brilliant. I don't think I've seen the video. Oh, it it literally is, must have been filmed on an iPhone. It's three people in bed in Christmas pyjamas just, just dancing. <laughs> also really like, Kelly Clarkson, underneath the tree, you're here. That's a great new song, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even think of that as I a new that... song. It feels like a classic. It probably is 12 years old. In my head, anything... <laughs> anything post 1994. <laughs> anything after 1994 is new in my head. Is new. Sometimes I put a pair of shoes on, I'm like, oh, put my new shoes on. Then a Facebook memory will come up, and I had them seven years yeah. ago. <laughs> when I was in a quiz team, they always used to say, oh, Claire knows the modern songs. And I'd be like, this song came out in 1991. What is wrong with you? And also, well, last one before we move, I really... Now, this is a new song. Kiss me once under the mistletoe. Yeah, Ed Sheeran, like that. It's all right. It always reminds me of Erin doing her Christmas carol concerts because they all. Yeah, because they sing that. And I am actually going to one tonight and they will be singing it again. It's Christmas time for you and. And it also reminds me of when my um, friend Roxy did a video with Elton John and held his hands. (laughs) Which is the Christmas miracle we're all, all of up. I'll step into Christmas. Absolutely. Oh, God. Come on. Sometimes, sometimes I, I, my life's so weird. I'm just like, my friend's holding hands with Elton John. And then I was thinking, is it really his hand? I'm not sure it is his hand. I don't know. Do you I'll think he had a fake hand just to hold it so he didn't have to put that? I don't know. I don't know if they were there at the same time. They don't seem close enough. Do you know what I mean? Physically, you mean, or like emotionally? Physically, unless they were like social distancing but holding hands. 
an elbow bump. You have to ask that. Maybe. I'll ask. Oh, is that a weird question to ask? I definitely right, a question I would ask. <laughs> okay, next time we see her, I'll ask her. Right. So, just to preface this, Claire, mm. the Christmas number one in 1989 was Do They Know It's Christmas? Band Aid 2. Oh, Chloe and Jason, were they in that? I think Bross are in it as well. And. Um, Banana Armour, but I feel like Banana Armour in the original one. Should we look? Band Aid 2. What upsets me about Band Aid 2 is that it's one of the best songs ever, but the lyrics are troublesome. So, and, you, and you're singing it and you're thinking, oh no, this is not good. I was explaining to the kids, I was like, there's so much wrong with it. So, so many things. Okay. Um, oh, who was in Band Aid? If ever there was a time capsule, if an alien came down and said, like in 1989, play them this video. Bananarama. Was Riff Okay, I'm just going to read through them. Bananarama. Big fun. Nice. Bross. Kathy Dennis. Oh. D-Mob. Don't know who they are. Jason Donovan. Kevin Godley. No. Glenn Goldsmith. Kylie Minogue. The Pasadenas. Oh, lovely. Chris Rhea. He's blooming popping his head up again. Cliff Richard, Jimmy Somerville, our Queen and Saviour, Sonia, Lisa Stansfield, Technotronic, and Wet Wet Wet. Technotronic. Just to have that as a time capsule. Do you know what? After this, I'm going to go back and watch that video. Because that is a... that is a. Some of those people peaked, didn't they, that day? Because we don't know who they are. It must have been... It must have been a Stock Aiken and Waterman... Yeah. Um. What was what would the word be? Vehicle. Driven. Yeah. Vehicle. Yeah. They were like Pete Waterman was like, "Come on, come on, Sonia, we're gonna do it." All right, all right, Pete, I'm coming. Oh my god, that was such a good Sonia impression. Okay, so <laughs> if you say so yourself, <laughs> that's where we're at. 1989. Okay, 1990. What do you think the song was? I we might not do this for everyone because it'll be. Got no idea. I'm hoping this is their wine. Oh. Open your heart on Saviour's Day. The best of turn away. I love a bit of Cliff. Oh, after what he said about Alison Hammond. Oh, yeah, but he's an old man. Well, it wasn't about Alison Hammond. It's about Elvis, but you what, sorry? He's an old man, isn't he? It was, di- it was a different time that he grew up. I read the comments and the comments were like, e- this is his one story and he said this story a lot of times. I don't think he'll be saying it again. Then again, he probably will say it again. He's probably sat at home going, you know how old is he? Well, he was. <laughs> That's probably what he's doing. Yeah. Or still telling the truth. Cliff, we're not down for that. So, Saviour's Day was 1990. Is that a banger or a bum hole? <laughs> banger. It's one of the lowest of his bangers. I'd say it's one of his worst Christmas songs. No Mr. Tone Wine. It's No Mr. Tone Wine, which was famously 1988. So Cliff... I was going to get 88. Cliff was Christmas number one with Mr. Tone Wine 88, Do They Know It's Christmas 89 and 90, Saviour's Day. What? He's a ledge. He's not a ledge. He's a fat-shaming bumhole. Not long ago, I slipped in my shower whilst dancing to Cliff Richard and I was like, this is like an age concern advert. <laughs> what song was it? <laughs> I think it was Devil Woman. She's just a devil woman. I want it to be, what's that one? Um, when he's looking Louis. through the window. Silhouettes. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Silhouettes. 
It's like um, Delilah, but with a happy ending. Silhouette. Right. Okay. Let's move on from him. 1991. You'll never guess it. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, because he died, didn't he? I thought it might have been because of Wayne's World, but no. No, it was the the year he died. Oh. I remember because I was in year seven and our head teacher cried in assembly because she was so... Well, it's a tragedy. I tell you what, when, when the same happens to Gary Barlow many years from now, I'm having a week off work. Bohemian Rhapsody and with These Are The Days Of Our Lives. I mean, it's not a Christmas no. song, is it? It's a banger of a song. There's a lot of not very Christmassy songs on this list. Um, both bangers. We miss you, Freddie. You were great. 1992 is, this is a very 1990s song it's a quintessential 90s song. It is by another sadly past legend. Oh, no, Cliff's still alive. Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Again, not Christmassy. Again, not Christmassy. What are we going to do about that? That's not coming on Heart Christmas, is it? No. Then again, I was going to say, I think of that as a summery song, but then it was in the charts for about 400 years, wasn't I it? I feel like it was, yeah. But then again, when she opens her eyes, it's... The snow around her. She, is she on a back to front chair? I think she's just on a normal chair, but leaning forwards with her arms on her knees. And then she opens her there eyes. There was a lot of chair work like Michelle Pfeiffer in Gangster's Paradise. A lot of chair work in the 1990s. Can't beat a chair dance. No, Alla. Liza Minnelli in Cabaret. I'd rather that than Christmas yep. number one. Banger of them home. Oh, it's a, of course it's a banger. Could you do it on karaoke? I was just thinking, I'm going to karaoke tonight. I was just thinking, could I could I pull that off? I don't think I could. I think when I see somebody get up and they start to sing I Will Always Love You on the karaoke, I think you think you're the main character and you would only sing that song if you could sing that song. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I can't sing but that I'll song. I won't try it. No. My friends will be very relieved to know that I'm going to leave <laughs> that one. Leave Whitney in 1992. Okay, 1993. This is the best, as in like the most infamous... Christmas number one of all time. It is Blobby. Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. Miss blobby, Blobby, Blobby. <laughs> Bring back Blobby. Bring back Blobby. Do you know what? The world was happy. Everyone was like, "Oh, we're in the nineties. Everything's great." Everything went downhill after Blobby left. It... Blobby was he creepy? Yes. Rewatch a clip of Mr. Blobby and don't laugh. I challenge you. So, Mr. Blobby with the self-titled song, Mr. Blobby. <laughs> Blobby, Mr. Blobby. Uh, and we famously saw him at the Civic Hall. I think we went to a Christmas concert and the finale was Mr. Blobby coming on. And I, I think, seem to remember absolutely losing my mind. I can't excitement. remember that. Mm. I don't know who, who else was on the bill, but... Bring back Blobby. Yeah, but you're not going to listen to Mr... You're not going to sit down for your Christmas dinner and put Mr. Blobby... Oh, or are you? You should. Why not? Mr. Blobby, that's what I want for Christmas. The best of Blobby DVD. Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. My uh, my friend Jocelyn said she was trying to explain to her daughter what Mr. Blobby was, and she's like, none of it made any sense, because then you had to explain what, who Noel Edmonds just, was. Mr. Blobby was just absolute chaos, and that's my kind of sense of humour, just just someone falling on top of people Him. and just screaming Blobby at the top of his voice. And he goes in the same category as Rod Holland Emu. Yeah. And also the man with the ostrich. Yeah. yeah, Bernie. Bernie Ostrich. Bernie Cribbins. Yeah. Bernie Cribbins. No. Apologies if any of these are wrong and I can't remember. But anybody that went in on Parkinson and bit the face with an ostrich or 
pushed him over because he was a giant blob. Legend. I might I might watch the best of video on YouTube afterwards. Bring back Bobby. Bring back Bobby. Bring back Bobby. Okay, 1994. Again, it, it is not a Christmas song. E17, stay another day. I know people think it is. They have a little bit of jingle bells in the background. It's not a Christmas song. We have established, me and again, Jocelyn, because we, we have a Christmas party and we watch loads of Christmas records. People, if there's a song that's not a Christmassy song, they put a Christmas coat on or a scarf. Christmas coat, little bit of bells in the background. But let's tell you what, it's a good marketing plan because that song comes out every year. They must be living off that. Every year. It's about his brother as well, wasn't it? It's about Tony's brother, I think, who passed away. Brian Harvey is getting a lot of jacket potatoes out of that song. <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know, was it, why did he, get, he ran over himself? What he happened? ran over himself and people thought that he was on drugs and he was like, I wasn't on drugs. I ate two jacket potatoes and I was very sleepy. It's happened to us all. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I would say on the list, this is probably one of the most disappointing songs. A controversial character, Michael Jackson with Earth Song. Oh, I might do that on karaoke. That's not, he didn't even put a, didn't even put a Christmas jacket on. My friend Melanie used to cry every time um... she watched that video. <laughs> so we used to put it on all the time just to make her cry. Don't know why but it made us laugh. I'm going to say not a belter. I'm not a huge fan of Earth Song. No, it's not even the best Michael Jackson no, song. No, we don't listen to Michael Jackson. Lower, lower tier. I think we found our first bumhole of the season. This is your first bumhole of the season, Earth Song by Michael Jackson. It's not a Christmas song. He didn't even put a scarf on. There was no snow. There weren't even a sniff of a jingle bell. He had a short sleeve shirt on. He had, he, do you know what he had on? A white T-shirt and a floaty shirt. Yeah. Black jeans, them like moccasin shoes he wore, probably a glove. But do we remember when Jarvis Cocker got on stage? Oh, yeah. Showed his little bottom up. He got up and represented our bumhole feeling of this song by got and it flashing his bum. Yeah. Oh. Good. Good... I think that was the same year that Chumbawamba tipped some paint over the politician's head. Yeah. You don't get stuff like that anymore, do you? John Prescott? No, he would have punished them. I think it was John Prescott. You don't get classic interactions like that. Okay, now we come in to an area of what's it called? A sweep? Would that be what? What, what, you, what did you call it? I don't, a sweep? Know, I don't know what you're talking about. Yet. Not a sweepstake. Anyway, you'll know what. 1996. This again is not a Christmas song, and they did just wear a winter jacket to become one. Spice Girls. See, I do feel like this is a Christmas song, even though I know it's not. So far, none of these are coming on Heart Christmas. Not even Saviour's Day. Emma Brunson's outfit oh, in this video. Oh, every Christmas, I think that that's what I'm going to look like this Christmas. I'm going to look like Emma Brunson in the typical one video. And I, I never achieve it. because Did she have a velvet jacket on? Oh, yeah. Long jacket, velvet like, trench. Uh, Knee-high platform boots mm. and a little mini skirt. Oh, lovely. I did have a velvet green trench coat and I did have brown leather platform boots. I mean, you'd be freezing. I, mean, I didn't uh, look like Emma Bunting. Very thin jackets, high heels. It's not, yeah, but not the... snow weather. It's not snow clothing. But in the 90s, though, I didn't have never wore a coat. Nowhere. Well, I think I always did. Oh, I was bopping around. Okay. 1997. 
There's the, the one at 19.99. Every time my eyes like flick down. Can't wait. I know what that is. No, you don't know what it is, Claire. Don't you know. don't. You definitely don't know what it is. No. And every time I flick down, I'm like, that's crap. 1997, too much of something. Oh, that's it's... a great song. I'd forgotten about that song. What's the video to that? I can't even remember. Is it? I remember. Is it a montage of Spice Girls, the movie? I don't even feel like it was a proper video. Do you remember we went on Boxing Day when Spice Girls, the movie was released and we took our three friends? No. And made them go watch it. Did we? Who? Well, do you want me to say the ex-boyfriend's names on here? I don't remember. Nathan? Yeah? Well, I don't remember him wanting to come to see that. That would have... What neither of them did. We were like, let's do something on Chris <laughs> Unboxing Day. And then we were like, surprise, we're going to see Spice Girls movie the second it's released. <gasps> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And they were delighted about it. Do you know what? I think they're probably thanking us now because we gave them pop culture. We gave them the gift. It wasn't gold, frankincense and myrrh. We gave them the gift of Jerry, Emma and the others. And I honestly think it was like 10 in the morning and it was like the first showing of the movie straight in the cinema. Can't miss out. And we were right to do that and I have no regrets. I'd do it again. I'd do it again. If a Spice Girls movie came out on Boxing Day, I'm taking the old fam. Guys, <laughs> we're going to see Spice Girls, the movie. Um, okay. Now, this is taking a little bit of a sad term. 1998. Goodbye by the Spice Girls. Oh, that shouldn't be a Christmas number one. None of them should be a Christmas number one. But were we saying goodbye to Jerry? Yeah. Was it the weird one where they're like little fairy creek cartoons? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I'm going to say bumhole. Um. Yeah, I agree. Not for us. We love the Spice Girls. Yeah, but we weren't. Was that from the Holler album? We weren't really into that. Oh, I like Holla, 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 Come On. Holla, yep, Holla, 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 Come On. I'd have preferred that to be a Christmas one. That is, I want to make you holla. That's when I was at student radio. No, that wasn't student radio. It would have been after that. So I don't know when that what album that's from. Maybe you were just reading it. Maybe when... I think I, I don't know. Maybe I've been dumped and I was too depressed. I couldn't even listen to a Christmas song. On the list of all the songs, this is for me, and I think this is going to cause some controversy or controvert controversy. <laughs> from the listeners because I know we have a lot of listeners who are fans of this particular 
band. Oh. 1999. And this is an absolute, put a scarf on it, make it Christmas. I have a dream by Westlife. Oh, sure. I thought it was going to be um, the old Lang Syne. Say, what is it? The Lord's Prayer one? Prayer. Uh, what a crock of poo. Say we, again. I, I, I was so horrified. Didn't even listen. I we ended one. the millennium. I have, I have a dream. Did you say? I that? have a dream slash oh, seasons in the sun by life. I'm leaving the country. That is how we ended the millennium. I thought it was millennium prayer. That's, that's, that's what I meant. Millennium prayer is one of my favourite bangers of Christmas. I have a dream seasons in the sun. Now, I really like Westlife when you're looking like that, especially the bit where Brian pretends that he's juggling some boobies. That's a great video. This is terrible. It's just five boys in scarves. My favourite Westlife story is <laughs> when mum really, 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 really wanted to see Westlife and like begged dad for Westlife tickets. And I was living in London at the time and dad bought the tickets and said, I'm not coming with you. So I had to come. I finished work in London, got a train back to Birmingham, rushed to the NEC, went to see Westlife with mum. And she was like, thank you. I really wanted you to come to see it. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know what you were doing while you were busy. Maybe you know, just something. Maybe you just had a baby. You're always having babies. <laughs> and then they came on and mum said, where's Ronan? And I said, zone. what are you talking about? She said, where's Ronan? I was like, that's boy zone. Oh, um, I see boy zone. I didn't want to see Westlife. <laughs> she thought it was... Just come all the way from Pilgrim. <laughs> she thought it was boy zone. Did she know that, that Stephen was sadly no longer with us? Yeah. I was absolutely furious. She wanted father and son. She got seasons in the sun. And I don't... I didn't even like Westlife, but after seeing the concert, I was like, yeah, they're all right, actually. Who's your favourite member? I quite enjoyed it. Oh, the lead one, Shane, is it? Really? Yeah, why not? Anyway, that's how we ended the millennium. And do you want to know how we started the millennium? Seems as we, I told you it was 1989. We started the millennium. So we ended the millennium with I Have a Dream Season in the Sun. And we started it with, can we fix it by Bob the Builder? No. What's wrong with this country? Says the woman that said, "Bring Mister Blobby back." Wait, bring Mister Blobby back. Come on, not, but not. Oh, can't, can we have a can we have a moment for Millennium Prayer? I, I thought that was coming. Well, I don't. I I'm confused about Millennium Prayer because I don't. I would have thought maybe it was the week after for I the Google New Year. It? Millennium Google. Because I like the fact that there was a meeting somewhere in a production company where they were like. Guys, we can't beat Mr. Turnwine. Mr. Turnwine was the most Christmassy song of all time. And Cliff Richard was like, hold my beer. Let's sing the Lord's Prayer to Old Lang Syne. Okay, we've got we've got a fact. So Millennium Prayer was Millennium Prayer number one. It was released in November 1999 as a charity single in the lead up to the new millennium. Hence you are, oh no, hence the name. The single became a surprise hit, reaching number one in the UK singles charts, number two in Australia and New Zealand, number three in Ireland. Now, I don't know why it wasn't at Christmas. 
But it, perhaps because he released it too early then. I wouldn't put it on. But if I'm going around Morrison's and it comes on, I'm like, yeah, bang on. Never come. No one's playing the Millennium Prayer. They do. At, at Christmas, they play it in supermarkets. So there we go, Claire. But, but I never put it on. I would never, never go, oh, let's go on Spotify and put on the Millennium Prayer. It's never on um, the radio. But you will hear it in Morrison's or Asper sometimes. I actually did put it on the other day when I was around Justin's house because we couldn't remember it. Can we please take a moment for the Driving Home for Christmas video with Gail Porter and Lizzie Cundian? Yeah, I haven't seen it apart from the clips on your Instagram story. You can't find it on YouTube. Oh. Why? It's not on YouTube. It is, it's on Apple. It's on Someone Apple. Someone might have some kind of super injunction and just say, did Lizzie Cundy go? This doesn't fit my brand. <laughs> Someone <laughs> needs the super It's on the telly. It's on the telly. So it can't be, it can't be that bad, maybe. But it's got Lizzie Cundy, it's got Gail Porter. I'm going to, it's got Lizzie Cundy, it's got Gail Porter, it's got Lionel Blair. I was going to say, there's someone in it who's been cancelled, but Lionel Blair has been cancelled, isn't it? No, I did, I did think, oh, maybe it's because you, from that era, could have been, I mean, everybody's been cancelled. I'm surprised. I was going to say, so there's someone on there that hasn't been cancelled, that is shocking. That's actually, that's a Christmas miracle. But no, nobody seems to be cancelled. So I don't really. It's got somebody who's in the British office on it, but not Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah, isn't it, uh, Keith? But that's not nineties. That's not nineties. That is. That was a bit naughties. Don't know. Don't understand it. But put it on YouTube, please, because you get lots of views from me. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss about Christmas number ones, Christmas songs in general? Is it really a thing anymore? <gasps> what do you mean? Oh, Christmas number one. I suppose because we're older, we don't find the charts as much, do we? Well, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. I know. I could. I, I declare. I don't know who's. I don't know who's been number one for about twelve years. I've got no clue. Well, Christmas number one. It's been Lab Baby, hasn't it? For the well, past who's Chris? Who, I, who's, who, I don't know who's number one now at this present moment. Should I have a look. Um, I think it's uh, Mariah Carey, maybe, or someone like that, because it's. Number one. People are listening to Christmas. How do you stuff. even find where you get number ones? I've just typed to Google. Number one. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, it's not coming up. Oh, Christmas number one this week is Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, lovely. Number two is All I Want for Christmas. Number three is Loving on Me by Jack Harlow. Who? Four, Fairy Tale of New York. Oh, this it's all Christmas songs. Number, t- number ten, Shaking Stephen. Oh. oh, shaky. Oh, shaky. Is it still alive? Bear with. I'd be very <laughs> sad if he's not. We don't want to drop that bombshell. Um, shaking Stevens, Welsh singer, songwriter. Please be alive. He's 75. <gasps> oh, no, hang on. That's his, That's how long he's been married. <laughs> um, I don't know how we find out if he's dead or not. Wikipedia. Surely it would come up. Now Wikipedia is trying to get me to donate money. I just want to know how old Shaken if Shaken Stevens is still alive. Seventy-five, Claire. He's still alive. Still got it. Still going. Still got it. And do you know, you're never going to guess what his real name is. Stephen Shakeybum. Michael Barrett. <laughs> Michael Barrett. <laughs> See, I don't know why I just asked that question. Someone was telling me the other day that they um. Did a Christmas special last year, I think, for kids. 
And the only special guest they could get was Shaken Stevens, and none of the kids knew who Shaken Stevens was. I'd have screamed because he looks the same. He's still got it. <laughs> I'd have screamed, Michael. <laughs> I'd have screamed, Is that Michael Barrett? As he came on. Shaken Stevens. The is... like, they're like special guests. And they were all like, What? Who's that? They're like, Oh, is it going to be Taylor Swift? Oh, oh, it's Shaken who? <laughs> Shaken what? Shaken that? There's another youth reference for you. Okay, um, just before we go, I just want to discuss what I miss about Christmas is Christmas Top of the Pops. Yeah. Did, did they have it last year? It's not. For oh. us, our yeah. whole Christmas day when we were teenagers would revolve around the joy that was Christmas Top of the Pops. It kind of was on about, like, was it before the Queen's speech, I think? Yeah. We used to watch that it whilst, whilst mum was making dinner, flapping in the kitchen, we'd watch that. And it was an absolute joy. Now, it's tat. And it would be like the top song of January, the top song of February. Yeah. And it'd like, be like the top song. Who's going to be on a video? Yeah, because if you if it was on a video, that was a bit crap. You wanted them in the studio, didn't you? I can't believe take that never had a Christmas number one. I feel like oh, I feel like Mr. Blobby stopped Babe from getting to Christmas number one. You know, Babe would have been a good Christmas number one, but Babe. But I think again, that's just because it's set in a that definitely they were definitely gunning for Christmas number number one with that. And I yeah, reckon Gary Barlow, bit of snow, really strange story about a woman hiding a child for all very such a very strange story. <laughs> Did Gary Barlow write, babe? What? Where did that even come from? Such a weird story. Bear with Google it like, again. Like run away to like a Russian castle. Come to your door. If anybody's still listening at this time, I do apologise because now we just take that, babe. Babe. How do I find out who wrote it, babe? I tell you what, Wikipedia. If you ask me for more money, I shan't be using your services for free anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to be so upset about that. Written by Gary Barlow. Mind? I don't know, but he obviously knew it was a bit weird. That's why he handed it over to Mark. Yeah, he was like, I've written this song. How about you take the lead, Mark? And then, like, winked, winked to Howard <laughs> and Jason, and they all had a little <laughs> chuckle. Features Mark Owen on lead vocals. The, it was a number one hit in both Ireland and the United Kingdom, but obviously not. No, oh, they released it on 6 December. too early. Peak too soon. Oh, and I... I tell you what, Mark Owen is a handsome man in that video. Babe, you... I'm looking at him now and he's got a proper Karen haircut. Look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but in that big wintry coat. And yeah, a... look at that. He's got a, a Karen haircut, a giant collar and a necklace of, I don't know, made out of pasta shells or something. But I'm sure in that video he was wearing like the boots with the with the wood in the heel that we all love, and a big long coat. A big long. Coat. Did he have a fluffy hat on? Somebody had a fluffy hat on, and it was set in like a derelict Russian yeah estate. Castle. And then you're like, and then and then you're like, what's going on? Who's behind it? Oh, it's his child. And you're like, what? At the time, we were like, oh, lovely, he's got a baby. But looking back... He was a real absentee father. Also, the fact that she fled from him with a child means he probably wasn't a good man. 
And then, he, and then he stalked her and found that. Yeah, I was going to find the lyrics so we can we can just, we've really gone on a, so he came to the door to see you again, but where you once stood was an old man instead. Yeah. I asked where you'd be and he said she's moved on, you'd say. All I have is a number. You better ask her, not me. Okay, this bit, you're fine. You've gone to, look. Although, oh, is that a bit, st- is she on the run? Yeah, she's on the run. She's pregnant and on the run. And also, this man should not be giving out her personal details. So he picked up the phone, dialed your number, not sure to put it down or speak. Then a voice I once knew answered in a sweet voice. She said, hello, and then paused before I began to speak. So she's answering the phone. Hello, is it my mum? Because you couldn't tell the number in them days. No, she might have thought it was the old man saying she's got some posts. It could have been anybody. I'm here again, and he repeats it, I'm here again, and she's absolutely cacking her pants. Terrified. He's going, <laughs> she's going to the kid who I, what what, what would be like a 90s name? Kevin. Kieran. Kieran, Kieran, pack your bags. Your dad's on the phone. I tell you, I'm here again, babe. Where have you been? And repeats it, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> and then he says again, I'm back again. Repeat it again, I'm back again. I tell you, I'm back again. Where have you been? <laughs> I'm back again. Okay, you held your voice well. Oh. He's packing. What is <laughs> <laughs> There were tears, I could tell. There were tears, I could tell. She's She's packing, she's packing. But where were you now? You're going to tell me in time. Just give me a down and I'll be straight down. I've got much to tell you about where I've been. Prison. (laughs) (laughs) As I walk down your road, can't wait to be near you. Ease a nutter. I can't, can't keep the feeling inside. I can't keep it inside. As I stand at your door, you answer in a sweet voice. I think police are on the way and she's, and they've said to her, whatever you do, don't let them know we're on the way. Don't antagonise them, just answer in a sweet voice. You say hello and then pause before I begin to speak and then he goes through the whole thing again, babe, where have you been? I'm back again, blah de blah de blah As you looked away, probably just down the road to see if anybody's on the way to help, I saw a face behind you, a little boy stood at your door Famously, boy stood at your door and we all gasped. When I looked again, I saw his face was shining. He had my eyes, my eyes, he had my smile, my smile. And that's just really how it ends. And then he just goes through the whole rigmarole of saying, take me back, I'm back again. And then that's how it ends. Creepy. Just as Santa would have wanted just as Father Chris all set in a Russian stately home in giant furry coats. And if anybody's made it to the end of this podcast, <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. And Gary Barlow, <laughs> if you are listening, we weren't saying your songwriting was terrible for that particular song, but you could have done something better for Christmas number one. Oh, and to be fair, I still like the song. I might go and watch it now. I might get off this call. Watch Mr. Blobby. Watch, babe. Tell you what, I won't be watching. Seasons in the Sun by West. Now Seasons in the Sun goes. We, we had, had joy. We had birth. We, we had seasons, seasons in, in the sun. Ask, ask Mom. She'll know. <laughs> she'll go. <laughs> she'll go. Babe. It's not time to make a change. <laughs> Just that. That's father and son. <laughs> 
Where's Rhoda? Okay, guys, um, I think we've really, really drawn this podcast out a lot. Thanks so much for listening to the Phonebox podcast in 2023. It started in March. This is the end of the third season. What a way, what a way to go. Out. And end end the year on a high, just like Westlife. End the year on a high, end the millennium on a high like uh band-aid. No, it wasn't band-aid too. What was what was it? What was that? Was that what ended the millennium? The end of the millennium with seasons in the southern. Oh God, I'm okay. But I will be back in January for season four. I've got some great guests lined up. As we know, we famously have Andrew Ridgely coming on for Christmas next year. <laughs> so be sure to subscribe. Um, if you want to see what I'm up to over Christmas, definitely check out my Brummy Mummy of Two Instagram. There will be some Christmassy polls going up, I'm sure, over on the Phone Box podcast. Um, we will be putting up some old episodes so you can catch up and I will be back in January. Thanks again. Thanks so much if you shared me being on Spotify and also if you came to our end of year, 10 years of Brum quiz, which was a huge success on Sunday. Claire, you look like you got something to Before say. Before you go, I just want everyone to join in together. Our father who was I thought you were going to say blobby, blobby, blobby. No. I think that was Rob. Let's all get it Christmas number one this year. <laughs> if all the years, it's definitely not going to be Christmas number one this year. It's been <laughs> flipping cancelled. You've got more chance of getting Blobby to number one. Right, guys. Peace out. See you in 2024. Have a wonderful festive season. I love you lots. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.